Where's this one going to go? Um, I think all my patches are going to go either on my skate bag or my jacket. My grey jacket. I might put that one on my jacket. Say it like Gavin. Jacket! Jacket! I threw it up on my jacket! We, we don't have to worry about nothing. We got the fire, and we burn in one hell of a something. They, they're gonna see us from outer space, outer space. Light it up, like we're the stars of the human race, human race. When the lights turn down, they don't know what they heard. Shut the marsh, play it loud, giving love to the world. We'll be raising our hands. You've been wanting to do a jacket for a while. It's just, would you do your grey or your pink? The grey. The pink's never getting altered. I love that jacket. Mm, It's a good jacket. I'd be so upset if it were. It's a good jacket. Oh, forgot to do this. Oh, we have been recording. Oh my God. For nearly two minutes. You know what? Let's just keep it. (laughs) <laughs> Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series to um, answer the age-old question, uh, hell yeah or yeah nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, this isn't, I did not do that on purpose. See, this is why you don't, this is the classic case why? of fuck around and find out. Like, this is why you don't put buttons in front of Sam. This is why you don't. Goof. Why you don't come up with japes for your partner. This is why... Oh, I can't remember what the, what the line was. Um, the censored version of this is why you don't fuck a stranger in the ass from the Big Lebowski. It's like, <laughs> this is why you don't find a stranger in the Alps was the yeah. censored version <laughs> for television. Uh, so, yeah, this is why, in Sam's regard, you don't find a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a case of like, they were just like, Let's just do something. Let's just put in something really fucking strange. And John Goodman was just like, "Yeah, I'll say that." <laughs> so good. I I was thinking while cooking dinner tonight. I was like, I kind of want to do an episode that feels like we've accidentally pressed the record button, <laughs> and we're just like, do it an hour, an hour and a half of us just talking, and not like not making it addressed to the. I was going to say the customer to the listener. And especially hey, you, the hey, customer. If we start a Patreon, I guess they are the customer. This is true. <laughs> but, no, baby steps. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that that was not done on purpose, though. It just reminds me of, like, when... <laughs> I don't know if you ever witnessed this, but, like, when your parent would be, like, pissed off with you because you'd been, like, a shit of a kid. Yeah. But then, like, they see someone they know down the street and they're like, oh, hi! Like, really? <laughs> It's just like, you fucking fake. Like. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And then when once they're gone, like, mum's just ice to me again. Yeah. Although, to Love be fair, I, <laughs> to be fair, I prefer that to, like, I don't know, there was a friend of mine whose mum used to just, like, yell at her and me when she was, like, she didn't try and do that thing of, like, Samuel, stop, blah, 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 as, like, a substitute for the friend. Like, yeah. If she was fucked off at us, she would let us know. Ah. <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, this isn't fun. But, I, um... I never had a friend's parent 
yell at me. But I also wasn't a bad kid. Like, I didn't fuck around. Like, if I was fucking around, it was because their child was the instigator of the fuck aroundery. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, their parent was just an angry individual. So they didn't make any effort to hide it. And, like... <laughs> did they ever say to you, this is why you don't find a stranger in the Alps? No, oh. they did not. But, um... <laughs> And I say this as someone who's never having children because I know I'd be a bad parent, but, like, I kind of respect their decision in hindsight. It's just like, no, like, don't yeah. try and sugarcoat this. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, your kid was being a shit. I was being a shit. Like, just... Like, you're not, you're not slapping them or anything. No, not at all. I was thinking about it, another reason why I, I want kids today, and it's because I can't, in good conscience, say to a child... Don't listen to this popular song with bad lyrics when I will not stop listening to death metal. <laughs> like, I'm not, I am not going to sacrifice that for a child. And I know there are, I know there are death metal musicians that have children. I know there are people who still listen to that music that have children, but it's like, at some point you have to say, oh no, these lyrics are bad, but dad, you're in Cannibal Corpse and you've like, you've written a song called I Come Blood. Oh, <laughs> that's upsetting. I, yeah. <laughs> Should should they just burn that? Ha! Insert song nearly, here. Nearly six minutes in. <laughs> what, we, we got there. What song are we doing? So this week, and I assume you'll have put the song in by now, or else that'll just be a really crap transition. Uh, we are looking at Burn by Ellie Goulding, No Relation, and it's covered by Crown the Empire for PGP V6. No, I'm putting the song in now. You, you, you're not, you're not willing to take my shit tonight. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a fragile state tonight. Okay, I, Why? I nearly bought myself a Stretch Armstrong today, and I didn't. <laughs> Why and I'm, I am because it's because it was forty dollars. Ah, understandable then. But I am still lamenting the absence of the Stretch Armstrong sized hole in my heart right now. <laughs> a very malleable size hole <laughs> in your heart. It's very pliable. It's very stretchy. <laughs> can very form fitting, shape shifting. <laughs> I I was, yeah, working and I got to work with some toys today and it was like the old friggin' what's his name? The fuck? Slinky Armstrong? Str- Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Um I completely just completely Are lost you it. Doing, like, do you need to take five? No, no, nah, nah, I'm right? good. I'm good. This will make for good listening. Will it? Yes. Um, and I just looked at it and that's, and I picked it up and I was like, that's beautiful. And they've got like a Batman version of it. And I was like, no, no, no. Just put that away. And like, like, I looked at it and went, I want you. But I won't. Because <laughs> that price range is nearly my age. Well. <laughs> Give or take. Give or take. <laughs> About. Eight and a half dollars. Yeah. $8.50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not 31 and a half. You're 31, aren't you? Are you 32? I'm 32. Fuck off. I'm you 32. <laughs> Jesus. Man. <laughs> it's just been a depressing day all round. I, 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 I looked at it and I was like, you know what? You've earned this. But then I was like... Yeah, but this is this is why I got rid of all of our Funkos. Yes. Like, what what purpose is it? Like, it's just going to sit there. I can't give it to Boss because it's like full of corn syrup or whatever. Surely they're not made of corn. No, syrup not corn anymore. syrup anymore. It's not corn syrup anymore. But it's something, <laughs> and I I wouldn't be able to give it to him because he'd bite it the second that he got it or run away from no, it. He just wouldn't let you have a play with it. He'd hog it for himself. It's my stretch Armstrong. <laughs> That's how I feel about the um, the Godzilla figurine that I never bought. Yeah, from Geelong and yeah. the uh, sterling silver trinket tray with a lid that was shaped like a peanut. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think you you end up like collecting maybe five or so of those purchases in your lifetime, where you're just like, "Fuck, I wish I'd done that." I. I... I worry about what if we had an extra room. If we had three rooms, no. what what that room would be full of? You know that I would be very cross if it was toys. It just if it was video games. I'm 
I'm looking at our extensive collection. A bookshelf. It's a bookshelf. Although, um, this is really not interesting for the listener, but that's fine. Um, this I is that fly on the wall sort of listing that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you guys Let's what just, you've been asking. We're gonna for. we're gonna go through our shopping list next. No. We're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about our couch delivery on Saturday. This is like how um, how we're getting rid of the old couch. Like friend of the pod Jordan's idea of like yeah. recording like a meditation yeah. where it's just him like just sitting there meditating. Um, so yeah, I guess what was I saying on Instagram today? I saw that. Um, oh shit, this exists. Creator Sam Sutherland was selling three Ikea Billy bookshelves, which served as like the backdrop for them. Yeah. And I was like, we have those bookshelves, just in a different colour, so. Yeah, he has the black. Yes. Because I, yes, I have watched a few of the This Exists videos, and you've listened to a few of his Blink-155 episodes. Just a few. Just, um, just a few, just the whole lot. So no, we're already halfway there to being a YouTube sensation. Yeah. Uh, so, like, shout us out, like, like, say, like, like, speak to us and tell us, like, what's a purchase that you didn't make that you, like, keeps you up at night still, that you go... haunts you every day. I really should have, I really should have got that. Because we were going to Geelong and I was so stoked for this Godzilla and it was gone. I know, that was on me. Yeah. But then when, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Let's talk about Ellie Goulding. Sure. No relation. No, re- no relation. So she was born in 1986 from Hereford, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, she began playing the clarinet at age nine, the guitar at age 14, and began songwriting at the age of 15. Uh, before the release of her debut album, Lights, Goulding won the 2010 edition of the BBC's Sound Of poll. So it was the Sound of 2010, is what it was oh, called. Yep, yep. Uh, other acts included Our City and Two Door Cinema Club, amongst others. So it doesn't actually say what the songs were, so I can't tell if it was Fireflies by Our City. Uh, I feel like 2010... Oh... No, I feel like that would have been slightly late, wouldn't it? I don't know. See, I, I maybe good time. I I was introduced to Our City by Vines. True. So was it BBC who did it? Sorry. Yeah, yes. BBC Sound of Twenty Ten poll. Let me have a look. All right. While you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll inform you and the listener that she is a soprano, and she also claims to have not really had any singing lessons, just breathing lessons. Okay. Which Good for her, I guess. If yeah. You're a, if, if you can do it, if you can be a self-taught person. I don't know, it makes you more impressive in my books. Yeah. I I liked this because she has multiple ties to emo and pop punk. Yeah. In the form of the, the, the men that she's dated. Uh, so that includes Skrillex. You know him as... Uh, Sonny Moore. As a... Bam, 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 bam. Sonny Moore from from first from from first to last. Yes. How do you how do you say that in a proper sentence? You just do. Sonny Moore who vocalizes from the band. from first to last. Yeah, there you go. And she also dated uh, Dougie Pointner from the band Pointer. Pointer. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the bassist for the band uh, McFly, the British pop rock pop punk band. Yeah. And they they basically formed another band, formed a band with another band. What are they called? Mc. So they joined forces with Busted to form yeah. the band McBusted. McBusted. It's just like it's like one member who's not in. I think it was one member from Busted that's not in it. So it must be like an eleven member group or a ten member. Like they they're rivaling Slipknot. There's just like there's something very unique i'm gonna say about like british music like it's just there's something quite goofy about a lot of it like i'm thinking about busted and they had that one song like what i go to school for which is about like my teacher's hot and she hits on me it's like yes "Ah!" yeah optics of that are not great no um i mean i guess it's better than i'm the teacher and i'm well no it's not better no no i was gonna say it's better than i'm a i'm a 
teacher in his 30s hitting on his 15-year-old female students, but it's mm. not. It's not better. It's equally as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. They just, their idea of um, pop culture is just very, very British. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting as well because it's, a lot of it is so isolated to England and I guess like the outer or the other countries like Wales, Scotland, Ireland. Um, but because it's a small country, but with like such a huge population, they can still be incredibly successful for just sticking around in England. Yeah. Like, I don't know if McFly ever toured over here. I don't, I couldn't tell you a McFly song. Yeah. I know they exist though. I know that they, yeah, they straddle that line between pop punk and pop rock. Sometimes I don't quite know the difference. All I, the thing that I've had explained to me is that pop rock doesn't have like huge socks and dicky shorts. Okay. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to that list, I couldn't see immediately what it was. And so I got fed up and stopped. Ah, that's all right. So we all assume that it's not fireflies. If the BBC, if you're listening, correct us. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So would you like to talk about Burn or would you like me to talk about Burn? I can talk about it. All right. So Burn was featured on Ellie Goulding's Halcyon Days, the reissue of her 2012 album Halcyon. So that's another another case of that happening where it's like a very large song, a very popular song comes from a reissue or yeah. like a redo. Yeah. Uh, the song was co-written by Goulding alongside One Republic vocalist Ryan Tedder, uh, Greg Kirsten, who co-wrote and produced Adele's Hello, and One Republic bassist Brent Kutzel. Kutzel. I, yeah, the order that it was written in had it like that. I should have just left it as One Republic vocalist Ryan Tedder and bassist Brent Kutzel. That's all right. But I forgive here we, you. Here we are. Um, just a fun factoid, an acapella version was sung by... At- Actress Raffi Cassidy in the film The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I was hoping to watch that this week, but uh, it was not on the service that I was hoping to watch it on. So and that is fine. Yep. I remember wanting to go see it at the time, and I never did because it's the it's, same guy who did The Lobster, isn't it? And I can't it? remember. I keep going to Ari Aster, but Ari Aster's nah. Midsummer and Hereditary. Same production company, I think. Same A twenty four. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, so it's the guy who did The Lobster and uh, The Favorite. Yes, that's both right. both excellent films. So I'm assuming that's also an excellent film. Yes, uh, the song was originally recorded by fellow British singer Leona Lewis for her third studio album Glass Heart, which was released in 2012. Uh, but the track was omitted from the final product in lieu of more ballads. Um, just a claim or a tie to Australia is that Ellie performed this song at the 2015 AFL Grand Final. Fucking sick. Do you, uh, think, do you, think, do you think Ali glassed a wanker while she was here? <laughs> the, the Australian tradition of glass and a wanker? I feel like they probably do that in the in Britain as well. Yeah, I mean, because their most popular beer is an Australian beer in Foster's, so like mm. it like carries over a little bit over there. Yeah, and we're all descended from... Anyway, <laughs> um... So, Burn reached number six on the ARIA charts, number 14 in Can... Wow. Number 14 in Canada. Uh, I come from Canada, <laughs> and they say I'm slow, eh? Uh, it reached number 12 in New Zealand. Uh, it reached number 13 on the US Billboard Hot 100. And then it topped the charts in Hungary, Italy, Scotland, Slovakia, and the UK singles chart. I just, I, I love it when you get these weird, like, not weird, but like interesting countries like Slovakia and Hungary. So it must have been like a pretty big Euro hit. Yeah. At the time. I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that's the European sound or not. I am not European. So yeah, uh, that's my thought on that. But my thought on the song is that I like it. I, I've always, I've always actually really liked her voice. Like mm-hmm. it. 
it sounds like, and because she is British, and I don't mean to run down a, an entire race of people, but I know that smoking is very prominent in England, and so, like, she very well might have, like, had a very small smoking habit, and so it's created a bit of, a bit of, like, an almost, like, harshness to her voice, or it sounds like she's not slept well the night before. But I like it. It's interesting because I don't get husky out of her. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I get singing and cursive out of her. Oh, yeah. Like, very breathy, sort of... Yeah. Ethereal kind of vocals. Like, she kind of... And, and I don't mean it as a dig. Like No. She kind of sounds... Like, you know when you're tired and you, your voice gets that sort of, like, croak to it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Which is how... my voice all the time. Ah, you got a lovely voice. Wow. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just how I've always sort of, like, sort of thought about her voice. Yeah. Um, though I, like, my introduction to her was that, that song, and it played on... Anything Could Happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to do the, the, the bit, but it was like... That is a good song. Um, it's, it, yeah, played for the promo for the Australian television show Offspring. That's right. Not about the band, unfortunately. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. A show all about the Offspring, but the <laughs> kicker being that it was written and filmed and produced in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Australia probably is, like, the Offspring's biggest, like, international yeah, sport prob- market. Like, like, you probably, at any given time, could turn on Triple M and they're playing the Offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Like... With good reason. <laughs> I love The Offspring. So, the Americana was my very first CD. Well done. That I owned. So I too have a soft spot for The Offspring. Um, but we're not talking about The Offspring today. No. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about the drums, which you've listed here? <laughs> yes. So I don't know... <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think of, like, other examples, and I can't, but it feels like that was a very of-the-time thing to have these very huge-sounding drums. Yeah. And, and that's an element from the time that... Which was the style of the time. <laughs> that, like, could forever stay, in my opinion. I love the sound of a huge drum. <laughs> Just a big singular Just drum. Fuck off, like... <laughs> size of a trampoline. Like, a, like yeah, like, but, like... <laughs> The size of, like, one of those pools. Like, those big, round fucking pools. Like, what my sister has for her kids. We used to have one of those. We didn't, because we had no... Because my parents were like, oh, this block of land is cheap. Why? Oh, because it's, it's all hilly? Oh, okay. Yeah, you, we, we can never have a trampoline or a pool. You were, like, five minutes away from the ocean. Yeah, I hate the ocean. Oh, my God. I hate it. <laughs> anyway... I'm leaving you to salvage this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, like I'm thinking of her big her songs, and this is absolutely one of them. Mm. Um, and so it's like anything could happen, and love you like love me like you do. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Which this is perfectly in the middle. I I think love me like you do is the superior song. Yeah. Even though we listened to that a million <laughs> times in New Zealand. I, I'm pretty sure they had only heard of three songs in New Zealand in 2015. And it was that. Yep. Blank Space by Taylor Swift and Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. That's right. I'd forgotten that and one. This was, this was at the time of, the, I think, was it the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie as well? And oh, yeah. And this yeah. was the song for that? It was. Um, Not Burn, the other one. No, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like anyway. Um, and... I, but I think this is a like a far superior song to anything could happen, right? As well, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's that sort of like perfectly like middle song, not in a bad way. Like I think this is this is a really great song, and I like even just like little things. Like I love the way that it ends. Like it's just stops. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like like passages in American Psycho. Sometimes he just cuts them off in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I just, I, I think this is a really terrific song. And I kind of, I do like that it's, because it is, I mean, it's one of her big songs, but it's also, I do appreciate that they, although this might have been a bit before Love Me Like You Do, but I appreciate that they didn't go for that or 
her other big song, they went for this mm. as well. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Um, I've been dominating this conversation. Speaking of Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, it's interesting listening back to her now because, like, I was never a hardcore Ellie Goulding fan, but I obviously liked her enough to go and see her when she came over here in, like, 20... It could have even been 2015. I don't know. Nah, it was 2014 because we, we were living on Anson Street when you came home. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, went and saw her. And I think more than anything, I just appreciated her for her craft. Like, yep. um, yeah, just very, like, consummate professional about it. Like, I think just as a performer, she is brilliant at what she does. Hmm. Like, one of the things that I raved about when I came home after that show was just, like, she's so fucking fit. Like, yeah. it's... And it's not... That's not Brit. British, yeah, British. she's oh, fit she's in fucking it. Fucking fit, isn't in it? Yep. No, nah, like she's like physically athletic. Like, and <laughs> as someone who was very decidedly not fit, I, I'm always kind of amazed by that. Like, I love mm. going to live shows, just the sheer energy of it. So, like, she sort of takes it a step beyond just your classic sort of songstress, and like her shows are very high energy, like. Mm. Um, but then like, I guess listening back now, like I do still really like the song, but the production of it feels a bit, um, weak to me, like not in a bad, but just like, it's, it doesn't go as hard as I remember it going. Mm. Um, that last, yeah, like that last chorus could have like a huge oomph to it and it kind of doesn't. Or even like her vocals could sort of. Well, I don't know if she's capable of it in terms of her range, but like her, like even that end chorus, like I sort of expect the vocals to pick up and be a bit more like. Because mm. I can't remember. Is there a key change? I don't think so. I, I mean, that might be the the downside of being a self trained vocalist, as she claims to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm finding it hard to sort of uh, articulate what it is about it. I guess one thing I love about this song is, like, it's such a perfect product of early 2010s music. Yeah. Like, it's that very sort of um, somewhat nihilistic kind of, but hopeful, like, thematically. It doesn't say much while also saying a lot. Yeah. Like, boasting a lot. Yeah. It's very sort of, like, empty platitudes, but, like, feel-good tracks kind of thing. Yeah, and and that kind of felt like... It was the sort of thing of being like, we're going to light it up, up, up. Yeah. Till we, is it till we burn the sky, sky, sky? I can't like, burn it down. Like, burn it's it down. just, yeah, yeah, it's that very classic, like, we're young and we only have tonight and we're going to strike a match and let it rip and... We'll be 17 forever. Yeah, like, it's just the very, um... Like, yeah, we've definitely talked about this on the pod with friend of the pod Richard before. Um, Richard S. He. Pardon me. Um, he knows who he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess in that sense, like, I just really appreciate it as a relic of that time. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I think in terms of Ellie Goulding songs that really resonate with me still, like, this wouldn't be one of them. Yeah. Like, I would go for, I think there's a song that she did called, I think it's called Believe Me, which is just a really gorgeous song. Um and, yeah, like, something like Lights, for instance, I'd probably put that over this one. Mm. Um, but, yeah, one thing I remember about <laughs> being at her show was just being very tempted to buy, like, a bunch of merch, because it's essentially monogrammed just for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, EG. <laughs> but um, I didn't. Because I was really hoping there would just be, like, a hoodie that didn't have, like, Ellie Goulding on the back. Or, yeah. but, like, because she had this logo at the time of this album cycle. And yeah, it was just very like, oh, this is perfect. But then on the back, it'd be like Ellie Goulding. It's just like, ah. Uh, anyway. It was one of those cases as well where, yeah, you didn't really have much feeling. Like, I probably made the joke when I discovered who Ellie Goulding was. Like, haha, is she a long lost British sister or something? Mm. Um, but, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. That's all right. <laughs> That's. No, it's like, 
it that seems to happen to you like a little bit like you did the same thing with Ariana Grande. You're like, yeah, not a really big Ariana Grande fan, but Richard's got a ticket, a spare ticket. I'll go with him, like, because I want to go see a live show. And then you came back, and you're like, I fucking love Ariana Grande. Yeah, you bought, I, you bought a shirt. Exactly, yeah. I did buy a shirt, which I've recently cut the sleeves off. <laughs> yeah, it's an exercise shirt. <laughs> but like, you sort of like, it wasn't like you didn't like Ellie Goulding. You just were kind of indifferent towards her, and then you came back, and you're like, fuck, that was an awesome show. I think, yeah, that's like, I really appreciate when like those rare occasions where I am curious about what their live show would be like and it pays off. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess cause now I'm in a position where I can, I don't know, I can shell out on that kind of thing every now and then. Whereas as cough, a kid, cough, my chemical romance, cough, cough I'm so excited, next year. I know. Um, whereas like as a kid, it was very much like, no, like it's going to be like the bands I really desperately want to see. And I'm absolutely going to be there no matter what. Whereas now it can be like, Oh yeah. Cough, cough, Auntie Donna in November. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I, it, it feels to me like you definitely take more risks in the shows that you go to as opposed to me. It's like, oh, I know who I want to see and when a band comes, if I don't want to see them, then I'm not going to go see them. Mm. And I'm not going to take that chance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like For know. the most part, they're very calculated risks, but then you end up going to see... Ed Sheeran and it's rubbish. But. Yeah, that was more a favour for your sister though, wasn't it? No, it wasn't a favour. It was like, I'd be keen to go. Let's go. Okay, let's mm. go. And then just having the worst time. Well, not the worst, but it was just fucking boring. You should have done like a mass wedding ceremony to that one song that like every <laughs> wedding plays <laughs> yeah. at, their, at their first dance. Uh. Like, like the like the Moonies, the, that religion in... South Korea, where they do, like, mass weddings of, like, a million people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that really was a wedding song, though. Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I, I dig it. I don't know why, when I sort of think of her, I my mind trails off to Robin, though. Yeah. And I'd rather listen to Robin. Oh, yeah. Any day of the week, I'd rather be listening to Robin. I think that's one thing about Ellie Goulding, and it's similar to, like, how I feel about Dua Lipa. Like, I really enjoy Dua Lipa. Like, Future Nostalgia bangs. Like, that's such a good album. But, like, as a person, or, like, I I should say performer. Like, I just don't... Well, no, not as performer, but, like... I don't know what... But, like... As a person, I don't have much to say. Whereas, like, I don't know, Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Jepsen, like, I can sort of buy into the persona of Mm. that performer. Whereas, like, at least in terms of their, like, celebrity, like... You don't really care. And not in a horrible way, but it's just like, oh, yeah. Is it... Do you think, and, and... And, like, I'm not trying to, like, throw, like, shade at you or anything. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that they're British? Yeah, I just really hate British people. No, but, like... <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I... I think it's just, like, they don't... I think it's because the style of music doesn't particularly resonate with me on an emotional level. Mm. So... Like, I can really enjoy the songs. I can, like, glean a bit of emotion from them if I need to, but I'm there just to have a good time. Whereas having grown up with, like, favourite bands and favourite songs and that, that were just so wrought with emotion and, like, you really buy into the whole narrative behind why they wrote something. Yeah. That sort of translates to me being curious about them. Yeah. Whereas, like, I wish these performers well, but it's just like, oh, yeah. No, and I, I'm not trying to make it sound like you hate British people because you don't. It's just we don't really, we don't really consume. The two of us don't really consume no. much British media, like in like yeah. the shows that we watch, the movies that we watch, the music that we listen to. Like I couldn't really, I couldn't really say what British musicians you listen to fairly regularly. Like the one that I, the one that I think of that i know that you at one point were a fan of was radiohead yeah yeah well i think i don't know like it sort of i feel like it plays to that sort of discussion we were having earlier about 
UK. Oh, not UK. Br- I don't, what do you even fucking call them after Brexit? Are they Britain still? Well, they were always Britain. Well, British exit Brexit. Okay. Um, but like... They haven't stopped being British. I know. I just... Yeah. Fucking... Anyway. Um, what was I saying? Like... I mean, isn't that the most British thing ever? Is that they can't play nice with others? Like, isn't that like yeah. isn't that like England's entire history is that they can't play nice with others? <laughs> Jesus, sorry, I cut you off. That's fine. Um, I think yeah, it sort of ties back to that conversation we were having earlier about it being such a unique music scene. Like, it feels like we, which I guess is probably the same across the board, but like we only or I only pick up on. Like, the stuff that really pushes through. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy Radiohead to some degree. I enjoy Arctic Monkeys to some degree. I enjoy Block Party to some degree. But, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot those were bands. But that's exactly it. It's, like, because those are the highlights. Yeah. Whereas, like, their music scene and pop culture scene is quite insular. Mm. So, like, I've barely scratched the surface of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Unless they were on Geordie Shore, we <laughs> have no fucking clue. Man. Because that's the, the height of uh, class. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is the old Geordies. Yeah. Uh, if I continue on, it's just going to be rambling. So shall we move you on? S- you say that as if the past... Uh, 35, nearly 36. 34, 36 minutes. You say that as if that hasn't already just been complete drivel. Let's talk about Crown the Empire. Sure. No, we just want to be right now. And what we see is everybody's on the park and crazy getting up to the lights. I'm used to I'm waking up. We stopped the fire and we bump it up. And it's over now. We got the love. There's no secret now. There's no secret now. So for any Punk Goes Pod purists out there, you might remember, if you've been listening since the beginning, we did a Crown the Empire cover way back in like episode three or four. Yeah. Um, It turned out to be one of our most popular episodes on SoundCloud, probably still to this day. So like we've only been on a downward trajectory since then. Oh yeah, it's all downhill from here, as Newfound Glory would say. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want, if you want to know stuff about Crown the Empire, go back to that one. Go back to that one because I'm not saying it again. All I will tell you is they formed in 2010 from Dallas, Texas, and I'm going to let you uh, figure out where they met. I'm not going to say it. Emma's not going to say it. Boss isn't going to say it. So let's just move on. So, what do you think of the cover? <clears throat> um. You go first, because I haven't quite figured out what I think yet. Uh, they say it best in the film clip to this. Payphone was better. <laughs> and yeah. and that's... I Well, I mean, I, I remember not... I remember liking the Payphone cover anyway, but, like, mm-hmm. it that definitely felt more to, like, more... more honest to who they are or who they were. Yeah. Whereas this just feels like... I don't know. It's it's a lot of metalcore bands are doing the sort of trying to get into that kind of like Lincoln Park territory now. It's like the popular sound. Like even though this is an old cover by now, but like this just sounds like indie garbage. <laughs> that's like interchangeable with any other band of this ilk. 
Mm. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, like it's fine. But it's it's only that, it's fine. Yeah. I think um Yeah, I definitely prefer payphone. This feels like one of those situations where we're kind of set up to fail in what we think about it though, cuz like I agree with you, payphone went harder. Like it's a really good cover. This to me is just like eh. But the lads in Crown the Empire seem aware of that sentiment as well. Mm. So, like, you watch the video for this because they produced an actual video and they're sort of doing the Bob Dylan-esque, like, holding up bits of cardboard with, like, lyrics written on it. But in then, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, and, like, throughout they are holding up signs that say, like, Payphone was better, Crown the Empire are sellouts, um, this cover sucks like just that sort of generic thing of like oh this is really weak like what the fuck uh... and they're kind of using the video to sort of give a big fuck you to people <laughs> saying that which yeah. like fair cop but also it just yeah to me it feels like one of those sort of, like it's almost like the four dimensional chess of like <laughs> because they're like oh but we already know that you think it's gonna suck and then like and so I think in that sense, I kind of, like, touche. Like, watching the video, I'm like, okay, you know what, that's funny. But then at the same time, it's sort of like doubling down on that irony bro sort of thing. Because they're not being 100% earnest about it, because they're doing it with the full expectation that people are going to be ragging on them for being earnest. Well, also, if their sound was very much metalcore... This ain't it, and that's going to that's going to alienate your original audience. True, it doesn't necessarily have to though. No, but it will. Like that sort of music, it will. Yeah, that sort of music. Like I can already see the comment section on the video. I guess my counterpoint would be that that's on the fan, though. It's not on them. They have every right to shift their sound and oh, absolutely change tack that kind of thing. But I think for me, what sort of limits it from, or, like, limits the band from, like, spreading their wings is just that preemptiveness of the... So here's something a bit different. We know you're not going to like it, so fuck you! And, Mm. like, middle fingers up in the video, which, like, I love a good middle finger at the best of times, but it comes across a bit contrived. Yeah. And then, like, one of them, like, just sort of, like, flickering his tongue a lot, and, like, they're all just sort of being, like, little stinkers. It's just, like... Okay, mate, like, yeah, very sort of like Dennis the Menace, kind of like, (laughs) Like, I don't know, it's definitely like doing damage control for the song. Yeah. But it's like, or just don't do a shit song. Don't do a shit cover. (laughs) Or just own your cover of it. Like, Or do that, like, just go, don't even address it, just be like, fuck it, this is who we are now. Like, I'm all for getting your money. I'm all for, (laughs) I'm all for getting... That sweet, sweet radio money. Metallica did it to mm. tremendous success. Did, did their music suck afterwards? Yes. A hundred percent yes. Like, it's <laughs> shit. It's crap. But they made money from it. But, like, it kind of... Uh, I don't even know if I'm, like, shooting my argument in the foot here, but it just reminds me a lot of, like, the backlash that's happening. Well, not backlash, but, like, criticism that's happening to, like, Bo Burnham's Inside, where people are like... Oh, but he didn't actually, like, write and produce and everything in the one room. Like, he has a wife and he has lots of money and he has two dogs. It's just like, you're allowed to still be earnest despite, like, there is a certain level of artifice in art and that's fine. Um, And so, yeah, there's just something about this where they're sort of, yeah, I can't quite, like, fit that argument together in a way that sounds okay but like it's like or you can just fucking like put it out there and just it's fine either people are going to vibe with it or they're not you don't have to sort of do the whole like oh but it's okay because like we know that you're going to think we're cucks because of it and like Mm. lol yeah I don't know I'm I'm just who was who was the person that said yeah maybe like maybe it get on top of this thing before like people really shit on it because that shouldn't be the thought process there yeah like 
if you if this is the song that you want to do, and it's and it's and I'm just parroting what you just said. Like this is the song that you want to do if you're a fan of Ali Goulding and this, and you think this is the the best possible tribute to her. Yeah, just fucking own it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on them. Like maybe this is their owning it. Like maybe they are just sort of like. But there's just something about it that just seems very artificial as well. Yeah, like... Like, it's almost like they recorded it, then they listened back, they're like, oh, this sounds a bit weak, source. LMAO. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, I've talked about bands like this in the past who, the the, the way I described it is they're radio-ready. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, their sound, while it might be of a more alternative bent in the beginning, it's already got that that element of of like being artificial mm. to like to garner towards the radio sound. I sound like a huge music snob as well, which I'm not. But I just I don't listen to the radio. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a popular music guy. Yeah. Because I'm a music snob. Sure. I don't know. I'm definitely just making myself sound like a dick, so I'm just gonna stop. Um it's, it's kind but of, I knew I was going to do that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> episode 92 was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paco's uh, pod sucks. So, yeah, uh, all the comments are people actually... It's people liking it or or defending them. Like, oh, like idiots on here saying that. <laughs> oh, hang on. This is called Punk Goes Pop, not Screamo Goes Pop. So sometimes it will not have screams, but who cares? It is still a freaking awesome cover. Tongue sticking out face from Melina M six years ago. You go, Melina. You go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> this is just the dumbest thing. Like, everything about this. Like, this song is dumb. The video is dumb. Our podcast is dumb. I am dumb. All the all the all the one word. The normal Noah. I love that they kept it clean. The title is Punk Goes Pop. They did a cover with their voices, but without changing the entire flow and sound of the song. Dave's cleans are incredible, and paired with Andy, just equals a great soft song. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think. Maybe that's what it is, is this is reminding me of, so Green Day's last album, which is called Father of All Motherfuckers, because uh, that's what you do when you're in your late 40s, early 50s, I guess. Billy just needs to, like, go take a walk in the ocean. No! You get out. I'm done. <laughs> He's, he needs to go take a holiday on the sun. Get the fuck out of this room. You know my thoughts on Billy. How fucking dare you? Did, like, even even current Billy? Yes! Okay, alright, alright, alright. I love him. Um, but, like, <laughs> this, it reminds me of, like, the whole sort of marketing thing that they did for that, where, like, and I think they ended up, like, culling the ads for it, but, like, they had a billboard that was sort of like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna try and find it. But they were basically doing that thing of, like, yeah, we're so punk rock. Like, we don't need all the sort of artifice around. But, like, this is be Yeah, I don't know. Hang on. Um, at, that, at that point, you're so far removed from punk rock, you might as well just do a rap album. Yeah. Um, hang on. Like, I think it was Dee Dee Ramone did a rap album in the 90s. Really? Yeah. That's wonderful. One of the Ramones, one of the remaining Ramones in the 90s did a rap album. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this picture, just for an example, was posted in the subreddit, <laughs> Le Wrong Generation. Oh, yeah. And so they had a billboard, which was like, father of all motherfuckers out now. But it was like, no features, no Swedish songwriters, no trap beats, 100% pure, uncut rock. It's just oh. like... Just, like, just put your thing out. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Just put it out there. You don't need to hedge it with anything. People are either going to like it or they're not. You don't have to other yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> I stand by my statement. 
I... No, I don't. I don't. It was mean. I thought it was funny. It's not funny. I like that is the one that I am terrible. Like after the like genuinely like awful news this morning that Mark Hoppus has been diagnosed with cancer and is receiving chemo. Like we are at that age where like our heroes are very much mortal. Oh yeah, and. Billy is one that I'm fucking terrible. Like, I'm going to be just a wreck when, if slash when that happens. Billy is going to live forever. <laughs> oh no, oh, Stanley. No, <laughs> You'll live forever. D.D. King was D.D. Ramone's rap moniker. The album was called Standing in the Spotlight from 1989. Good lord. Yeah, I've not listened to it, but all music gave it a one and a half out of five stars. <laughs> Shit. So, uh, look, that might be my first Patreon thing, is I might listen and review that, because why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck not? And maybe I'll talk about some other covers at that point. Do you think that Dee Dee does a, like, my name is Dee Dee and I'm here to say? Oh, I don't um, know. Like, it's not... We'll beat up the brat. In a major way. 80, yeah, like, even for 89, like, it doesn't look cool. He looks like he's just aping the Beastie Boys. Like, That's so embarrassing. Like, it's not cool. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I'm sorry, Dee Dee. I'm not sorry. Okay, so musically the songs vary from old school hip-hop and doo-wop. <laughs> for example, the track Mashed Potato Time. <laughs> uh, to hey, re- oh, <laughs> Mashed Potato Time. (laughs) (laughs) To rock and roll and punk rock. Hey, oh, Mashed Potato. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a lie down after that? (laughs) Maybe it's sleep deprivation. Maybe. I have a friend who, him and his partner just had a child, and he's, like, going through major sleep deprivation, and he's like, yeah, that's, uh... Who needs drugs when you got sleep yeah, deprivation? Exactly, it's a natural high. Or <laughs> low. Natural trip. <laughs> so. so we have two other covers to talk about before we mercifully let you b- before, continue with your day. Before I take a walk into the ocean. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't. Before I take a holiday on the sun. Um, so we mentioned that this was that this was originally done by Leona Lewis. Yes. Who, of um, the Bleeding Love fame. Yeah. I really hate that song. Yeah. 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 So, let's play this. Yeah. Hit my music. We, we don't gotta worry about nothing. We got the fire, yeah, we burn it one hell of a something, something, something. They, they gonna see us from out of space, out of space, light it up. Like we the stars of the human race, human race. When the lights are down, they will know. What do you think of this version? It's interesting because I definitely think Ellie wears the song better. Yeah. But I can see why it was originally written for Leona. Yeah. But then... But, but... um, Bart, Bart. (laughs) But... Yeah, there's just something about it that just doesn't gel. Like, it doesn't have the right vibe. But then in saying that, she does give it more oomph than Ellie does in hers. And so I appreciate that element of it. I I mean, I actually, I quite like this version. Um, like, it almost has, like, a tropical feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think her as a singer, though, she's kind of, she's kind of on the same level as those um, singers who pretty much had one song and didn't really do much after that. Like, 
like just just in the sound of her voice like it sounds she kind of sounds interchangeable with someone like a Mandy Moore or a Jessica Simpson it's that sort of like prototypical good voice yeah but I think, again like she falls into that category for me of like artists whom I can appreciate in terms of their art but otherwise I don't have much to say about them yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's, I agree with what you, you know, with your sentiments there and like, in that Ali kind of wears this better. Yeah. Like, it, it feels, I don't know, it feels like she's more comfortable in it. And, yeah. And like, it definitely needs that thing of putting in her, her very interesting voice. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, as I said, like, this is, she's just kind of like, Leona Lewis is just kind of, she's a, prototypical good singer yeah it's a very good singer i'm not taking that away from her but like you know there's probably like reasons why she hasn't like stood apart from you know a person like ellie goulding in the terms of like the sound of their voice yeah yeah i don't know i say this while recording a podcast in my two-bedroom apartment (laughs) so like I imagine she's far, far more successful than I am. So Leona, like we, we appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the last So this one, there's also a visual element to it as well. So um, hopefully I'll remember to drop a link to the video on Twitter. Um, But it's YouTube user Cooper Drummer with threes in place of E's. So, you know, he means business. All caps. Uh, Cooper Drummer. So he's also angry. Um, Coop Threer, Drum Threer. <laughs> and yeah, he does a really sick drum cover of this song, which I always appreciate a good drum cover. Um, but there's a f- interesting what? No, I was going to say, I, I'm very happy that we've done with like the mid uh, 2010s thing of like, if a letter looks like, if. Oh, like Leet Speak. Well, yeah, like how, like, if I'm going to write the word fatal, but it's like the fourth edition of that, I'm going to put in fours yeah. instead of A's. So it's like, fa-fa-fa-ta-do-fa-fa-fa-fa. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy it seems like we don't do that anymore. It, like, the, the biggest case was that Fantastic Four movie, and it was oh, yeah. Fantastic. That's right. <laughs> so good. Sorry. Um, But yeah, so... Obviously, we've chucked in a sample here. You can hear the... Like, like you said, like a good drum fill is always a pleasure to listen oh, to. I love in drums. This sense. Um, but yeah, he takes it up a notch at the end when he lights his <laughs> drumsticks on fire and does like a really sick sort of performance of that. Yeah. Um, and if you if you didn't know, if you're like, there's a visual cue that or visual cue, like a visual element to the video that gives it away because in the background is a pile of burnt sticks. <laughs> a pile of burnt drumsticks. So at least he practiced this. Yeah. Before, you know, he it wasn't just like the first take and he lit himself <laughs> on fire. No, he's very fire safe about it. But um, I think what I love about it is like, so he finishes and then I'm so used to like savvy video editing. They'll either like cut it. Yeah. in post and like have it finished straight away or like you see the person get up and turn off the video or like the assistant or whoever but he just sort of sits there and stares at like these drumsticks that are just on fire yeah <laughs> and you're so, so like you're thinking so what are you going to do now and then he ends up doing like this really sick like fill to like show off but also put out the fire extinguish the fire because <laughs> <laughs> you sort of see like he's just thinking like shit but then in saying that there's also just a very primal thing of like 
I don't know, I, whenever I have a box of matches there, I'll sit there and strike a few and just watch them burn out. Like, there's just something very fascinating about fire. <laughs> I like that uh, in terms of fire safety, he neither rushed nor dragged. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly to my tempo. It was exactly to my tempo. <laughs> it was, yeah, and just like, I also think he's just very, like, this was the first take, because obviously, like, as I said, like, there's a pile of drumsticks and yeah. I'm pointing behind me yeah. for some reason, but like, like, there were many takes and, um, you know, he couldn't start off with burnt drumsticks because that would give away what happens. Mm. And so he's obviously very excited as well. And so, like, he's doing, like, you were, like, kind of like, oh, no, no, don't do that. But he was, like, doing, like, <laughs> drumstick twirling and that sort of stuff because he's so stoked that he's done it. Like, yeah. it's, it's just a very, like, it's it's a sick video but also a very, like, very sweet video. Like yeah, I, I'm very happy. Wholesome. I'm happy for you, Cooper. And yeah. I, I also think that the drums there should be an element of danger to drums. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember watching like when I was a big Slipknot fan, and their drummer at the time, Joey Jordison, would do like they would put it up on like the drum kit would be on like a a thing that would like tilt it upside down like a hundred feet above everyone else. It's like yeah, there should be an element of danger to drums. I think, like, there's just a something about that combination of, like, fire <laughs> always <laughs> takes things up a notch when you need it to, and just the very sort of primal drumming that he's doing, because it's yeah. not, like, overly technical, it's just very sort of full, just, like... It's hard hitting. Yeah. yeah. Like, it reminds me a lot of the music video for um, Gold Lion by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, which I'll show you after this, because I love them. They're great. Cool. Um, I'm always up for a music video. And again, like, so the Yeah Yeah Yeahs are just a three-piece, and so, like, so, Karen O doing vocals, Nick Zinner doing guitar, and then I think his name's Brian someone, sorry, buddy, on the drums, but, like... Imagine if that was his name, Brian someone. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, like, nailed it. Um, But, yeah, and, like, again, they're sort of doing that classic setup of, like, I think it's nighttime, and they're out in, like, a desert, I think. I can't quite remember, and, like, fire! But, like, just the way that Brian is drumming, like, just a very sort of primal, like, dum dum like, that was just We Were Rocky by Queen. Um, <laughs> but, like, with flames and stuff, like, there's just something about it where, like, yeah, you do just sort of want to, like, I don't know, just start, like, punching people. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the filming of that, and I, I, is it Famous Last famous Words? Famous Last Words, yeah. And it's like, they all got injured from it. And it's like... Yeah, like, Bob Breyer got, like, I think second or third degree burns i i I love that i love that there's war stories and also i love it because it's not me yeah exactly (laughs) it's not me there's look i will happily i will happily record you're hearing this i will happily record an episode of this in front of a fire like in in a desert in front of a fire you don't have to be there we can like live like we can do a a zoom chat you and i sure (laughs) you can be safe because i want you to be safe but i I, I I like the idea of there being an element of danger to this podcast. I think it's, it's just it's that sort of energetic thing yeah. of it. Like, it's similar to, like, why I enjoyed seeing Ellie live and why I get so amped going to see, like, my favourite bands and stuff. It's like, there's that level of, like, not even necessarily risk, but just, like, putting yourself out there and sort of going out of your comfort zone. And yeah, it just always like amps me up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like fucking go to the gym and get like super fit and mm. ripped and like, but then I don't. <laughs> you have heard it here first, uh, resident circle pit veteran, yeah. wall of death veteran, mm-hmm. uh, underground fight club dweller, Yep. Uh, does her taxes with no accountant. Yeah, I know. And no parent support. <laughs> In that regards, she lives life on the edge. Oh, absolutely. Is uh, one Emma Goulding. In our relation and, to Ellie. And I'm here basically saying I will do an episode of this in front of a green screen and on the green screen can be a fire that's not near me at all. Okay. Yeah. So what... Oh, hell yeah, yeah, nah. Hell yeah to the original. Like, that self-awareness kind of brings it up a notch, but at the same time, not enough. 
To me, it takes it down a notch a bit. It does take it down a notch, yeah. That's a yeah, nah for the cover. I'm sorry. I think I'm just going to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next week? So we are doing, I believe... <laughs> We're doing Believe by Cher. As covered by Artem. Artem for Punko's 90s Japanese edition. Volume 2. Volume 2, yes. Um, and look, if you're in a toy store and you find yourself looking into the glassy-eyed stare of a Stretch Armstrong, go for it. This has been Burn. <laughs>